Akira. Akira. He's got clout. Okay. So for those of us who aren't aware of what we are and what we do, I am uh, Christian O'Brien. This is Christian O'Brien, contributor extraordinaire, and this is uh, Lex speaking. Uh, Lex Vienna? Video director uh, extraordinaire. We're both extraordinary. Very, that's what I'm, that's what I'm very, <laughs> very humble too. Yeah, uh, most humble person there is. <laughs> and what do we have here? We have here oh, a bottle of uh, really posh mezcal. Very posh that, mezcal. Uh, was donated to the studio uh, by Rebel Wisdom. By Rebel, not not Rebel News, not no. not the Canadian. No, the, <laughs> the British, the British They're, ones. Yes, and I, speaking of which, I didn't even realize you were British until a few days ago. Oh, really? I was surprised to learn that. Something about your freewheelingness struck me as American. Well, know. that's why that's, that's why I moved here. That's why because I never really fit, yeah, I never really are... fitted in in that in that weird cold oh. uh, Mordorian rock. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I like the psychedelic uh, labeling on that. Mm. It comes with a cork too. Like Where the front is of it, it? right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like uh, this, this is good shit. Magnificently. Uh, Whitey and Hercules were in here last week and had a shot of this, and we ended up like doing Bendy and the Ink Machine karaoke for three hours. <laughs> so. Are you gonna pour me first, or okay? They mean to steal your. There we go. This uh, is uh, what is this? This is that's okay. This is like gang, gang, giggity. <laughs> Giggity gang gang. Yeah, this will uh, get you like water. Uh, set fire. This guy's a veteran. <laughs> You're supposed to do that as a DJ. You're supposed to have a thing with the bar okay. stuff uh-huh. where, like, when people want to buy you shots, it's like a fake shot, but the person buying you the shot doesn't know. Oh, I never do that. We're like, oh, really? That. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah. So, uh, We're the traitors inside secrets here. All right. Viva Revolution. Adios. We're like in a re- 80s still in which, like, the credits roll. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. That was that is some. That. You can you definitely tell that's British. It's spicy. Oh, that is zesty. Spicy. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So you guys basically make incredibly, incredibly beautiful, and uh, just the whole thing is incredibly well made. Mm. Your content. They make content. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Uh, they make really well. Perfect length, sort of like seven, twelve-ish minutes. Is that about it? It's about, yeah. we, try, we start for about anywhere five to fifteen. Yeah. Next video is gonna be fifteen. So uh, no, uh, no, next video is gonna be like twenty. It's gonna be like twenty. Yeah, oh, wow. that's why it's late, nice. guys. I'm not uh, not slacking. Yes, quite the opposite. But, uh, but they're incredibly beautiful. They're very well put together. They're very smart. Uh, they usually takes on sort of something that's going on, but then they look at it from a broader cultural perspective. You've done a bunch of really good videos on um, on the cultural. Uh, aspects of rap music like why yes that one video you did about why rap is popular mm-hmm. was very good yes yeah, that's, that was uh, last year i think yeah I think that might be one of the first things i saw of yours yeah that's, really yeah yeah no for that's sure. one of my yeah, favorites a lot of people got us introduced to, to us through that video and that's one of that's you can always tell when a video is significantly better because it's something that's really near and dear to you one might say meaningful and so, like, if it's something that comes yes. from a deep place of profound meaning, then it's going to manifest. It's going to be manifested in your work. That's why anyone who advises you to write, if you're not feeling what you're writing, you should just stop. You should just drop your yeah. pen or keyboard because it's the outcome. If you're bored by what you're saying, then other people listening to it are going to be bored. You know. So that's fundamentally the premise from which we operate, especially with that video. Because, um, especially with rap, there's just so much ignorance that abounds surrounding it, especially among those with, like, conservative temperaments. Yeah. And it's just, like, because it's just, it's something that you have to work me on. And the counterintuitive thing for me, now that you mentioned the rap video, is that I was somebody of that mindset who just hated rap, could not stand it. Really? Yeah, yo, really, I hated it. Until when? Yeah, until, until last year. Really? Yeah, like, last year, maybe a year and a half ago. How about you? 
Well, I've always been into rap. I, I love yeah. rap, and um, he was not a uh, not attuned to it until mm. I introduced uh, me. I introduced him. I so what, gave him a taste. What so was it? What was the taste? What did you? What did? You, how did you ease him in? Well, Kanye West, I think, was the uh, the yeah. ultimate. Um, Kanye was definitely. Well, I mean, I always okay. I will. Yeah. I will. I will append that by saying that I always did have an affinity Hobson. for Eminem. Hobson. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hobson. That's I was like, right. I don't know if you want to do this. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> I just needed that extra dose of consciousness. Hopson, you're cool. I'm Did you see that video of Hopson? Did you the, see the video of Hopson when you found out that Eminem had mentioned him on his new album? He's very excited. It was so cute. Uh, it was uh, so sweet. I like Hopson. I, just, I mean, I not all of them. <laughs> there was a fucking billboard like right by my house for Hopson for like four months earlier this year. Did you, you like, still, I'm, I, I commend the fact that you didn't blow He's part your of the mainstream up, now, which he. Uh, it was like him and two, two like white chicks fawning over him in a kind of sort of biblical thing. And like, <laughs> there was a snake and all this stuff, and I had to like. Oh, hi, Hobson. <laughs> walking back from DJ and he's up there. My album's up three months ago, but I bought this billboard for four months. Ago. Right. Oh, Hobson. There's also that massage parlor song he did, which was... Uh, <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> to be honest... Interesting, let's say. I, I dunk on Hobson, but I've, I'm not at all acquainted with his discography. I, but anyway, okay, so, so the gateway... You always liked Eminem, like all, all sort of... Like all white people, 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 people don't like rap music. Like, like, and then they listen to Eminem, and then they like... That's the gateway. And, and I then still, you got a yeah. bit of a finger of the old Kanye. <laughs> it broke my hymen. It broke my rap hymen. That's right. Yeah. And then what? Then suddenly you're like, oh shit, And then I'm suddenly like... Then I went Kanye, and then once you go black, you never go back. It was that sort of deal. I still listen to Eminem, I see you know you're rocking a bad baby. Bad baby. No, I'm I not. I saw Bad Baby in Shake Shack last no. week. She was in my local Shake Shack. What do you Shack. think of uh, 15, their new album? Who? I don't like that I know that. Bad Baby's new album? She has an album. Yeah, she has I didn't an... even know the album had come out. I'm a rap guy. Uh, should be embarrassed by that. When did that happen? Uh, that happened, uh, that happened uh, it came out last week, I think. Or, 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 I don't see I missed that. Very on top of Bad Baby's. was the one about Gucci Flip Flops. I don't even know. Which is a fucking inspiration for this, by the way. Banger. So she flipped flop something about a dick in a box. She wrote that herself, right? What? She wrote that herself? I give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it slaps, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. If you enjoy the experience. I don't care. If you yeah. enjoy that experience. Well, I don't understand why people care if someone's written a rap song, but no one cares who wrote like, I can understand uh, it from the perspective. Any R&B record or whatever. Well, no one cares if Beyonce wrote her songs, but like you're supposed to care if fucking Cardi B did. Like, I don't why. I think maybe it's just like the pet peeve of writers. So maybe if you're a writer, you personally understand the... Um, work ethic that it entails and the effort it entails and so it's like when somebody else's incoming because they receive here's the thing thing. they receive the praise of the writer and so writers feel like it's a stolen glory a stolen valor but nobody cares but But like I said no one cares if Beyonce wrote a record no no no, I I understand it's my look at films and like they say well the writers don't get enough credit but it's like it's a group effort by the way I as well as an album well people say people say that because it's true that the writers receive no credit in terms of they receive no Okay, but they do um, though. Oh, they do. Oh, you can say a lot of oh, money too. You. By the it's way, it's like Don Draper in, in that one episode. Well, it's like Taz Taylor, you, right? That was your praise. Him cool, producing Scorpion. You got a jacket for that, and I mean, also I a lot of money. I just, I, I honestly, I mean, the thing is, you can like the music, but you, sh- it's harder to respect the artist who is conveying something that was ghostwritten. It's harder to respect them as an artist. Well, especially as a as a rapper though, because like, as if you're a rapper, that's literally your job. Your job is to write rap. No, no, I mean, there's so many and... skills that go into it. There's so many skills that go into it. I think your job is to rap. I don't really care about the writing. Well, I mean, the delivery. Don't, I'm not trying to understate the skills that go into like the delivery of it. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to understate that. Like, there's that requires a lot of skill, a lot of talent. And yeah. so, somebody like Drake, like you could write the same rhymes for somebody that was not Drake, 
and it wouldn't have the same effect because they're not Drake. Yeah, Drake. Kanye has uses a lot of other writers, and he's perfectly able to but, write. His but, own I think, shit. but I think, but I think he, he also understands if he collaborates with other people, he could get some shit that he otherwise wouldn't wouldn't do. Well, I consider collaboration different than just straight up ghostwriting. Right, mm. like just straight, like somebody wrote it for me, and like, I'm giving uh, the words. Uh, like Kanye collaborating, some receiving input and delivering your own stuff. That's I respect that more. Like one of the best rap lines of all time, and it echoes around my head a lot. I was literally thinking of it earlier. Mm. Was uh, don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Which <laughs> <laughs> was Diddy. Was that Diddy? Diddy? Was I, th- Diddy? I think Buster Rhymes wrote that for him, or someone did. Really? Uh, like it's the perfect thing for that because it's like he's saying a thing, and you know he didn't write it. He's mm. saying it, and no one else could say it, and it mean what it means, and it's really fucking like mm. just like ultra swag and like very cool. Yeah, like Lil Pump would not really work with. Like 90% of Lil Pump is his delivery, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Lil it's Pump's not all about writing. It's all about uh, just guttural. Someone wanted me to ask you. Someone wanted me to ask you. There's no hard questions, only easy questions. No, I'm, shout I'm out. Hard question. Pick up Harvey Reed. Thank you for the uh, super chat. Says first, Brett, and now 1791L. Akira, you rock. Good to see 1791 in this format. Hashtag. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, Honestly, the Brett Weinstein podcast tweets. was really good too. Like that was actually that was one of the. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. In, in all sincerity, that was one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a minute. That oh, was good. quite good. Like when you guys start talking about music, it 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 rang very true. Like that was that was like the way you guys could talk about that. You guys had a really good dynamic too. You know, I, I thought it was counterintuitive because Brett Weinstein is a very sort of straight-laced uh, academic type. Yes. And obviously you are Akira the Don. Look how straight-laced I am. Maybe just today. Maybe just today. Well, especially in a sphere that's like populated by a lot of free speech stuff, which I, I like mm. free speech. I think it's great. But like <laughs> you touched on a lot of... Uh, meaningful nerds. Meaningful and sort of like uh, topics that aren't really touched upon uh, mm. and a mm. lot. What, you know, YouTube is kind of populated with this sort of free speech, like droning. And it's great because that's really important. But <laughs> at the same time, we all love free speech. We get it. We all love it. We know. I just know it's put true. that caveat in there. But uh, you touched on a yeah, lot yeah. of um, novel topics. And that was, that was what made it fascinating, in my view. Good. And it was yeah. just like this. He literally walked through the door like five minutes before. Oh, and um, something wasn't working. And the harmonica was well, I mean, Because we were kind of afraid, <laughs> like, harmonica, you know, we, should, we, we were thinking that, like, we want to develop this repertoire. Before uh-huh. the show goes on, nah. but it's what nah. helps is that you are such a natural host that you just yeah. have this this well, accessibility almost. To say. Yeah, you two seem also similarly right non fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of good. I I, like, that's, if that's I'm glad that that's your like fucking um, bar that we have yeah, to go. For. We're, we're not, not weirdos. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're, you're not you're, you're wearing fucking Birkenstock fucking slip-ons like a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I'm taking like, he owns that. Yeah. Like, I'm wearing a floral shirt. Cole yeah. Bennett, we're at it. Up. Cole Bennett. Here's the thing, like, oftentimes, oftentimes, uh, with with a podcast situation, you'll mm. someone will come in, you'll meet them, you'll talk, and then you'll suddenly realize, oh shit, all the interesting stuff I want to talk about on the podcast, we've already talked that's, about off air. That's it. Right. That's already it. That actually, you know what? I've noticed that too. I've noticed Always that. Always happens. Honestly, that is. Who was that? Who happened with us? That happened with us. That was, so, no, that, that was both. That was with um, uh, Nuance. Nuance Bro. Nuance Brother. Shout out. Shout out Nuance brother. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we had the, we, no, we had this yeah. great conversation with him. Like we had the podcast, we walked down the street, oh, and then we had this fantabulous, if I dare say, <laughs> conversation down the street, and we thought, why didn't we talk about this on the podcast? Yeah. And then we realized, let's just reshoot it. And the reshoot was better, but it wasn't oh, as good. good. It wasn't as yeah. good. It, I mean, I'll it was it better, but it was not as good as it was that moment, right? Yeah. Like if you were just talking to someone authentically. Yeah. 
And that's, I, I'm sorry to bring it back to Peterson, but that's... It all goes back to Peterson. It's so really, it that's really what it is. is. Yeah. All due respect. Like, Peterson instructed me as much. I should have known. <laughs> it's just speak the truth. It doesn't matter if there's yes. a camera or a microphone in front of yes. you. Just speak what you feel, honestly. And you know, these days, there, yeah. there is always a camera and a microphone, whether, whether you're thinking about it or not. But honestly, Somewhere. honestly, those people mentally should not be in the room with you. That's what it is. Like, yeah. you, we exist here. Yes. And we're doing a performance. Duh. But we are... Yeah. I love you guys, but you're not here right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wifey says they need to speak into the mic. Oh, I don't know if that maybe that. Was oh, hi. She also says, "What are you doing drinking?" So, did, um, did I frame that? It's because you guys were like, "Oh, if we're coming on." The is podcast. she mad at you? She's not allowed. She's she's very good at, at like keeping keep uh, an eye out for my whole brand thing. And can, uh, can we check? Can the chat hear us? Can we? Can oh, we check? Check oh yeah, let me check the chat. But yeah, we had a drink. I don't know if we framed that because these guys were like, yo, let's do this podcast, but like we have to have a, a shot to the drinking song. We have right. to. We no, must. No, no. We have to listen to the JVP's <laughs> drinking song. In, in, fairness, in fairness, we said we, sh- we I mean, I, we do have to. We did have to. Because that song, that's my favorite track of yours, quite frankly. It's, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, um, yeah, people people seem happy with the sound. Uh, Rage Magikarp says, greatest crossover of self-making two <laughs> personalities I've seen in a long time long time long time yeah 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 i mean i, I agree so I we, agree. can we get second confirmation yeah. no, that YouTube, the sound is good youtube hero alex says I'll, yeah you will sneak in here that's the king of the mods we're good all right no, so king of the mods says we're good we're so, if the king of the mods says we're good the king of the mods did you we're good the king of the mods the king kings but anyway so yeah you guys make for these really fucking slick fucking sick videos i uh, can't believe we've gone this entire podcast without talking about our videos well yeah anyway. <laughs> and you're i'm how about rap? What's interesting about well, there's lots of interesting things about you guys, but you describe yourselves as being of the right, and yet you're you're not uh, you're very cool, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, can, and we just, can we just frame that? You guys describe yourselves as being of the right, but you're very cool. Well, yeah, because the thing, usual thing is this is like, and I'm, I'm don't I'm not slagging off Ben Shapiro here. I, we, I, have to I love Ben, ben Shapiro. Like I love that. Ben Shapiro. I was listening to him last night. He's such a little cute. He was talking about his wife. Uh, he, he was it. Maybe Ben, please come back to us, man. Oh my God. I love baby Ben. <laughs> we met but, Ben you know, Shapiro. It's like he's very yeah, indicative him. of yeah. the sort of like younger conservative types who still think that it's hilarious. Look, I don't, I don't want to make jokes about rap and a small C before it mm. or whatever. And like, oh crap. To be kind of, yeah. yeah. And to be sort of divorced <laughs> from whatever is going on in, in sort of culture in whether it's underground culture or, or mainstream culture, or any kind of creative culture, for whatever reason. Let's a divide, it seems, in, among our audience, because there's some people who I think uh, are not as big a fan of our uh, rap takes. But yes. uh, then there's another segment, a pretty large segment, I'd say, that are a big fan. They actually like us yeah. when we kind of analyze, analyze uh, rap and different cultural happenings. So there's a bit of a blip. There's a bit of a divide there. Maybe you guys can let me know what you think of uh, of our rap takes. I this, well, chat. I feel this is a generational thing, and the generational thing is I feel that like people under the, who sort of grew up with the internet um, wouldn't necessarily call themselves left or right, but they have values that are in some of those values are in common with the right, like sort of like individuality and the the importance of uh, taking responsibility, and things of that nature. Yeah. But at the same time, they love fucking rap music and. and um, uh, other aspects of sort of sort of uh, low so-called low culture. Well, you you are entirely correct to identify that it's a um, generational clash, mm-hmm. which is that yeah. uh, there was. If you'll notice, despite the fact that we are right wing, um, just I, I I will express there's right. no ambiguity to that. Like, <laughs> center, center, <laughs> which there often is. Right. By the way, a lot of people are no. like, oh, I'm actually really, I'm really like a left guy, but like I no, there are plenty of people. people what I've noticed yeah. is that there are plenty of people who say I'm normally a leftist, but someone who has frequently correct takes. Well, what I would say to them is that 
maybe you aren't as left as you think you are. Mm-hmm. You've been convinced that the left is the side of reasonability, when in fact it it has been, well, I mean, at least contemporarily. I won't say it's it has never been. It, 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 there's a tug and pull, right? Well, that's what's troublesome about at the, the spectrum. At this point in our culture, it, yeah. it, the, the pull is on the side of the right, which is reasonable. Now, that, that will change eventually, as mm-hmm. it always has. But presently, that is the case, right? And so they recognize, okay, you guys are saying many things that sound correct to me, but I identify as a leftist. Why is that? And that's simply because the values of free speech, of, um, of general economic freedom, which people are in favor of, and look, there are reasonable um, apprehensions about where economical freedom will take us. I won't address those here, <laughs> but, but I will say that it's just like people understand there's a atrophy of social cohesion. They recognize that. And so the right kind of tries to answer that specifically conservatism because the right also entails libertarians who aren't as focused on that. There's no. almost a more there's a greater pull toward conservatism, mm-hmm. which focuses on social adherence, and uh, people are recognizing that need. And so when you describe that there is a need for that, their ears perk up and they begin to think, okay, I I realize that we're lacking this now. I've been told that total self involvement is the path to happiness. In fact, the pursuit of happiness is the yeah. It will lead to the acquisition of happiness. In fact, yeah. it won't. So they're understanding this. Because none of them are fucking happy. None of them are. No. Because we've had like we've had sort of like five or six years of like super depressed memes. And yeah, they're, they're those, memes and we all following why? all of your desires and freedom. Exactly, and those those memes gang, resonate. Gang, exactly, gang, gang, gang. gang. Yeah, and it's yeah, true. It's it. just those depressed memes resonate for a reason. It's just that we are bred on the internet. We have this artificial. The funny thing about social media, it strikes me now is testament to the fact that we want um, to socialize, but this is this fucking like weird impotent socialization. This is this weird artificial, like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, but really I'm not. And so we yeah. want these dopamine hits of notifications of that new, no- it's not even what, it's not even the substance of the notification. It's just hitting that notification and recognizing that notification and going, that validates me for yeah. a few minutes, but it's not enough. As I said, that thing, I, th- I think of this, uh, you know that thing where you've like had a had some kind of interaction with someone and then you walk away and you're like, oh, if I'd said that, that'd have been really cool. Mm. Like the internet is is full of people having an interaction, going, hmm, what shall I say that will be really cool? Here's me saying the really cool thing. So it's lots of interactions that that aren't necessarily the kind of the honest or sort of uh, the reaction that you would have if you're in the room with a person right there and then. It's reactions that would happen if you sat down with your Buffy the Buffy the Vampire Slayer DVD. And like thought of a really funny thing to say. Mm, mm. So therefore, it's not a genuine interaction, and it yeah. leaves people feeling a lack of the interaction, despite having had it. Right. So there's a slight sadness echo. Well, it also brings mm-hmm. to mind the uh, you know sort of a meme about the uh, like the 15 year old saying all the shit to your face that you would never you would never say <laughs> to your yeah, actual face. Exactly. That's the uh, other side of that. Yeah, that's another that's another side of yeah, that. That, that certainly yeah, that certainly is the case. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of commenters uh, huh. bring that to mind in my uh, day-to-day. How, your, uh, how is your community? How dare you? How is your community? Uh, on a broad, on a sort of uh, sort of like friendship level? Well, I mean, like, you know, you're... you're no, 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 no. He means in terms of as in with, our fan base. As in your YouTube. Oh, our community. Well, your, uh, uh, I love you guys. I love <laughs> all my fans are kings. All the subscribers are kings. <laughs> I have nothing terrible to yeah. say about you guys. No, 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 no. I mean, our community is except, great. Except the, like, the alt-right types that talk about Jews all the time. I like Jews, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, sorry to disappoint no, you. Guys, no, no, we but, actually uh, no. We I did. wish I was Jewish. No, we did exculpate <laughs> a great number of those guys. You like, could you could pass as Jewish. I I've gotten he's that been told that plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, he could pass as Jewish. I'm pretty sure there was a commenter that said like I know for a fact that Lex said he was Jewish. It's like no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I mean I you know what, I, 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 actually, I, wish, I really do love the flip side of these things whereby we have a the, the entire alt right. We know this firsthand. They think we are Jewish. They they put um, <laughs> yeah. no, they really do. We're not Jewish for the record. And then of course the all right is conspiratorial. So they're gonna say actually you are Jewish. You're, You're just saying that. that Jewish to trick us. And it's just like this fucking weird ever expanding <laughs> web of Jewishness. But no, we're actually not. I'm Irish German, and if you I'm a little bit Cherokee. He's Ecuadorian and some change. Mostly Ecuadorian. Whatever Ecuadorian. Latin Americans are all mixed. So there's that. Neither of us are Jewish, but they have this conspiratorial web spun around us by which we are That's Jewish, nice. and we're, you know, trying to slip in some sort of like anti-white agenda. Of course, right. we're, cause, cause we've we're also been called crypto fascists by uh, mm. uh, some uh, left leftist. That's really good. That no, I mean, that, here's the thing, though. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Either we're we're crypto alt crypto fascist or alt right, <laughs> or we're Jews. There's yeah. no like in between. People can't process that we're not Jews and we're not alt right. And also that Jews aren't bad to <laughs> the alt right. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the ghost thing, though. It's like, yo, ver- they are busting ghosts. No, but a tiny minor, like, I was ghost watching time. Red Letter Media do a scientific breakdown of the whole Ghostbusters 2016 mm. trailer controversy. And they worked out that of all the comments, 0.08% were negative and could be framed as, as um, uh, misogynist. Mm. And some of those weren't, weren't really, but like he was going, okay, if we're going to be like just like liberal with it, all right, 0.08. And that's all everybody focused on mm. for various reasons. But it was just this, it's this tiny amount of people, and it's the same with this stuff. There'll be a tiny amount of people who, <laughs> who say funny things like that. Yeah. That's, that's where the focus goes. It's, it's a weird thing <laughs> it's about a very vocal minority <laughs> that gets an outside. But it works on influence. both sides. People are like, oh, mm-hmm. SJW is ruining everything. And there'll be like fucking eight people on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, people love to. I mean, this is the thing. I think this is. I think this might be because of the localized nature of hu- the human mind, uh-huh. which is that we are, we have greatly transcended our biological. Um, um, and of course, I'm not an expert on this. I don't pretend to be. But we, we basically we are conditioned to exist within communities of about 100 or so people. Yeah, you'll hear by all that right now. No, we've yeah, nationalized yeah, yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I mean, like we're interconnected to the Glo- tune of yeah, fucking global globalists. billions. Yeah, we're, to a certain si- we're cyborgs now. So we see this, and we we don't know how to process that. So we see a small group of people, and because our brains are localized to a small group of people, we naturally assume that is a threat to the tribe. The uh-huh. tribe in our minds is a hundred people. So you see, a, this is extrapolated, extrapolatable to a whole bunch of things from immigration to guns, to all of these issues, which are that, like, I'll play both sides, gun control activists think that a singular mass shooting is representative of the risk posed to the whole mass of society. Well, it's like hearing about a tiger in your tribe area. Right. That's what you think. So they're trying to call out a danger. They're really risk-averse in this regard. They're calling out a danger that exists, but at this stage in society, relative to the individual, is very minuscule. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, um, with immigration. The concerns with immigration should not revolve around um crime because a lot of this is surrounding um criminal uh, uh, immigrants alien or otherwise are um about equal or less than the greater population of yeah. united states citizens that is factually true which is all going down right exactly which are all going down yeah. Stephen pinker <laughs> shout out to Stephen pinker. pinker if you're not watching this shout out but but that is correct but we've 
sort of misframe the debate. I mean, so much about politics. Politics could be synonymous with misframed debate, mm. frankly. <laughs> we so, see, yeah, we talk about each other. Yeah, we're having these these it's ghost awesome. we're having these ghost arguments yeah. that nobody actually believes. We're not actually yeah. talking about the issues. We're not actually arguing on all common ground. We're pretending that our opponent believes something that they don't believe, and <laughs> and and then we're Jeff arguing. Crying, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it almost I could cry. It's <laughs> fucking tragic. You're very in What's it. Happening? You're like very in it. Mm. You like uh, your Twitter feed, your, aside from, from the good amount of memeage retweeting going yeah. on and cultural happenings, you're very deep in the day-to-day what's going on in politics. Yeah, like, yeah, it's an, obs- it's an addiction. It's yeah. like, yeah. The dopamine hits keep it's, coming. Yeah, the dopamine is my cocaine if I, but for sure, you know. Yeah. So I, gotta have, I have to spit that new hot take as soon as it comes to mind. That's why you keep hearing sirens. <laughs> yeah, the hot takes. Because <laughs> we're in sexy downtown. We're in sexy, sexy downtown, and I'll be like, we're like on the 11th floor in a, in a beautiful building. It is it's, beautiful. It's a hundred year old building, and in LA, that's like as old as it gets. Mm. That's as old as it gets. And uh, this is what you know. This is where Blade Runner was made. This is, is that right? Oh, what? This is the Blade first Runner original Blade Runner? Yeah. Oh. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Minard. Thank you for the super chat. Says I can't express gang. how happy I am to see this happening. What gang, an incredible gang. surprise! Yeah, that's what. Thank we're, you that's very what much. We're about. That's we're trying to. That's surprise. what's going on. That's what's going on. As uh-huh. as, uh, as our homie Dave Rubin said, this is the year of strange alliances. Dave Rubin, shout out Dave Rubin. <laughs> they didn't know. I mean, is our alliance so strange though? No, yeah, actually, right, I don't think it is. Not, all right, now this is not the strangest it's alliance. Funny. It's not, but it's somebody yeah. like, oh my god. Like, no, people think it is. Well, it's because when you're a fan of somebody and you're a fan of another person, it's it is weird to see them when you didn't expect them. Universe is yeah, colliding because you think of it like comic books, yeah. like different companies. So it's like, well, Batman and the Spider-Man. Exactly. Batman. It's a crossover. Whoa. It's almost like, it's like Jordan Peterson and Harris, like ostensibly sides of different coins, but oh, then man. they had these, these conversations, these long form conversations. I haven't seen those yet. So don't spoil it. Oh, you have not? No, I'm going to do There's a forum. You better just sit down. It's going to do him back to fucking back. Back to yeah. back. That is, yo, that last one, they had like a black stage with those fucking armchairs and shit. Right. Yo, I'm happy for your marriage cool, that you guys man. just sit down and vibe over Peterson and Harris. That's what's funny. How many people can fucking say that? It really has got to that point. What did we do the other day? We were like, oh yeah, we said we had, I was going out to DJ. We had like an hour before we went to DJ. We put on like Ruben Peter Teal. <laughs> oh, no. really? I haven't even seen that I haven't one yet. Seen that one yet. No. That Have you read Twelve Rules for Life yet? What's that? Have you read Twelve Rules yet? No. No. no I just made the album. <laughs> uh, you made the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually haven't read the book. I've fucking listened to. Well, man, it's I've listened to like three hundred hours of him talking about it, and three hundred hours of fucking lectures that went into it and stuff. Mm. Yeah, but, but I would I say that there's, the yeah, there's no substitute for sitting down because the difference between reading. Well, I mean, firstly, probably must alienated half my my crap by the way. The no, not no, not true, not true. Not true. <laughs> You're trying to Pavlovian condition them right now. <laughs> yeah. I know I have. I have. <laughs> that and that reminds them of happy feelings. <laughs> happy feelings they had at the beginning of JP Wave 2 or whatever. Anyway, sorry, Carol. <laughs> Just ended your career. <laughs> Sickest diss track of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, no, but seriously. But, but I, <laughs> yeah, rap, rap reference. What'd you think I of, know rap. What do you think of that track, Kill I Shot? think Eminem sounds like you're fucking... Angry old fucking ex-alcoholic divorced uncle at a wedding who keeps shouting in your ear about that? stuff that he thinks is relevant to your generation and it isn't. Just like, oh, but sometimes God. that's good though. Annoying old guy. <laughs> and, oh. Sometimes that's fun. I don't think Eminem's made a good record since he like was angry with Everlast and he was wishing him a heart attack on him and that was like. 
13 years ago. We're certainly a, a ways away from Benzema. All right, so yes. we have we have our first yes, 1791 Akira debate right here. Yeah, well, actually, that's not true because it's like a half debate because it's I'm kind of on his side. No, you're kind of on his side. No, I'm <laughs> local. That's, that's Christian O'Brien. That's fine. Christian O'Brien. I'm the underdog. Christian O'Brien's the underdog here. <laughs> I am a big fan of, and I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who was wholly in your camp just uh-huh. last year. I fucking hated the guy. I was like, okay, he's a has-been. He's done. He'll never produce another decent album in his life. And Yo, then when you watch The Leaving Through the Window, I guess that's why they called it Window Pain. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Eminem gang. Yo, it looks like I just lost it. it looks Yo, like I, I can't say anything because he's had a few cringy moments, right? A few. Come on, Akira. His whole, his whole, I feel uh, like I want to punch the world. Since 2004 has just been really cringy moments. So I don't know how he's been allowed to get away with. Like, no one else would be allowed to get away with that. Well, okay. well I feel like in the studio, someone should have been like, Yo, I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to uh, sort of like include well, okay. that line. Maybe okay. you, you cut guys that out. pointed out. You did a video on him recently yeah. and you pointed out that we, terrible line. Yeah, dude, our last video was actually, it started out with the fact, yeah. it was motivated by the fact that I really enjoyed, I'll say this at the forefront, I really enjoyed Kamikaze. I really did. That's I, good. It's a good album. I really Fuck did. It. Sorry, sorry if that makes me a fucking pariah. All right. About but that's quite that's quite extreme. I mean, I mean, you're wrong. Everyone's like, leaving these chapters. Well, now. that's <laughs> being a pariah is better than being wrong. By the way, Akira, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know as much. Anyway, sorry. Um, so you enjoyed Kamikaze. <laughs> yeah, you got, I enjoyed, you enjoyed Kamikaze. Kamikaze, but and so then you wanted to make a video about why. So then we thought to make a video about Eminem because we understand that. So we've been meaning to for a while because he's been kind of in the sort of he's been touching the political ether, if you will. Well, I mean, you know, because the past, uh, thing is like Eminem being political is nothing new. He's always been basically sort true. of political, but he's always touched on a nerve that we felt that like regardless whatever you say about Eminem, because he's obviously polarizing both politically and musically. Um, whatever you can say about him is that he is the most successful rap artist of all time. That is beyond dispute. Like you, I don't care how you define success materially, monetarily, he is the most successful rap artist of all time. You're thinking about that. Which means I, something. I, which I, means I something. Here, you're thinking about that. I, I assure you, <laughs> I, I, I was just trying to think, because like, yeah. his last decade wasn't that successful as wondering if like, Drake no, even might his be. All time, but Drake might be bigger by this point. No, no, no we've no, checked no, this, because no. I thought that too, and it's not the case. He's still yeah, he thought that, really? yeah, We actually had this okay. debate. Like okay. I said this, and I was right. Okay. As always. Well, not as always, for the record. <laughs> as typical. Not typical. I'm recovering from a cold. Oh my god, a bad cold. Oh yes. My god, dying. No, I was dying a few days ago. Today, I'm feeling. Okay. I feel like every time we do any sort of audio podcast type deal, you're I'm always sick. sick. Yeah, <laughs> I frequently weaken my immune system. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, deliberately. Purposely, yeah. I hate myself. It's my form of cutting. I'm just like <laughs> I want to make myself sick. <laughs> Any event, you were talking about kamikaze and how much you yeah. loved it. I was talking uh, about yeah. cringy. Was, it's actually no. I mean, at some points, it's obviously at some points it's cringy. But there are so many. The first line just comes they, off as cringy. No, they, no. The first, the, the first. The I feel like line. a lot of people are negatively predisposed to it because he bumped it for me after like they went, bumped it. He we went out to we went out to seventeen ninety one eight so We went to M and M. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> so I was bumping it for you. It's got incognito roasted, but so we we went we went out to the club and so we got back and we were both kind of buzzed and he played it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and so initially I fucking I hate it. I, I listened to Fuse for Words because he says I'm gonna. I feel like punching the world in the fucking face right now. And I just he want... doesn't have that much bass in his voice. No, he doesn't. So it doesn't work, yeah. right? It could work for somebody, but not him. What were you? Maybe you. Maybe yeah. you should it work, work for me. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. I've been told that I should I should uh I should uh do some radio sh- shit. <laughs> radio, radio shit. shit. There should radio be a disc shit. jockey. I heard, I heard disc jockey would be good. Or you guys could have a very dope radio station. I mean, I could see you expanding your brand into mm. a lot of stuff. Mm. Like that, yeah. It's got a lot of scope. Well, like, we're gonna want some merchandise pretty soon. Good. Well, 
Your design is His design, no, his design. It's his this, design. So it's all I'll, you that does that. It's all him. So it's really fucking good. It's me yeah, doing it's a so web, good. by the way. It's this. Yeah, I give him input, but if you haven't seen it, the it's the brain down. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm doing it my way, bitch. Well, sometimes I'm. It's like this beautiful blend of peak Terry Gilliam when Terry Gilliam was really like doing great things with early Monty Python and kind of contemporary sort of post vapor, vapor wave, post internet sort of aesthetics. So it's got this like really cool sort of cut out stuff, but like all little filtery things. And like, mm. it's very clean, but has enough dirt on it for it to feel organic in a digital world. I will say that I am trying to uh, detach myself in the sort of vapor wave movement, which yeah, I, I like vapor wave. wave. It's got, it's, it's yeah. just got little, little flex of it. It's not too much of it. Yeah. Because that thing Because these vaporwaves really, kind of getting saturated, if it I might say. Has been done. I mean, saturated. like, that color scheme's always been my favorite thing. It's, it's good, of, though. It's one I of like the reasons it. I moved to this city, because that's the color of the skyline on the right day. The, um, LA just looks a vaporwave yeah. at about, like, 7.30 p.m. On a little the sort of yellow, evening. well, not yellow, like pink, blue sort of palette yeah. that is um, very common in that sphere. Yeah. Vaporwave. I'm checking Twitter. Hold on. Meaning wave <laughs> is the I'm, try, I'm trying to retweet. Uh, yeah. Let me just check in on the chat. Uh, yeah, what's going on, gang? Nice to see everybody here. Gang, gang. Cuties, gassy soup, you big mother bad motherfucker says, damn big fan. Hi. Victor Snow says, a man's cold. Yes, a man's cold. <laughs> oh, <that's exactly. laughs> so Pepper says, I'm literally recovering from a cold right now. Oh, well, you there are. There you go. Hopefully you're not the most successful rap artist of all time. Dre, this guy, uh, Lord Penny says, Wait, did somebody say wrong. Did somebody say Dre is? No, one is Yeah, Dr. Dre is the most successful rapper as well. I, by extension. I, I'll be outside of rap, yeah, because... Uh, no, I mean, I mean, by... Ex- I mean, it's Wasn't hard. it Puff Daddy, though, that's the richest or most materially successful rapper? I thought, I no, 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 he's Dre, most... Be, Dre, Dre, no, not, uh, not material, not in terms of albums. Beats by Dre. That Dre also... took him over last yeah. uh, year because of the Beats by Dre. Yeah. Thing. Which, may, I mean, I mean, okay, we can't have any confusion about how we define success. Success is either... You can define success in a number of ways, either cultural influence, mm-hmm. album sold, or wealthy. Right, so it's like I don't know, neither do I care who the most wealthy rap artist ever is. Well, because do Puff doesn't even make music ways. anymore. Very doesn't make music. Like, he's probably not. He's not even involved. Don't in worry music. if I write rhymes. I write checks. <laughs> that's Check all you. Game. That's that. That defines your existence, doesn't it? Akira? That's near and dear to your heart. <laughs> so I heard this story about him coming in with a yacht to a party. Oh, and then. You told me about that on the way over. Yeah, sailing, a, a sailing yeah, away right. into hey, an hey, island. Hey. <laughs> so that's, that's a little taste of uh, Puff Daddy's life for you. Inside Gang scoop. Activities only. I heard that somewhere else. Only. That's not me. All right, so you've not got this source. beautiful aesthetic YouTube channel. Uh, you just launched. Uh, for first, firstly, uh, what is what is what is the name? What does the name mean? So 1791 has a lot of meaning, and that's... Uh, it means it's the, yeah. the year the Constitution was ratified. Well, it also has to do with the fact that uh, Thomas Paine's Rights of Man was also released in this date. Uh, Edinburgh's uh, uh, Reflection on the Revolution of France, yeah. I believe, was also released. So it's a very... Uh, a year that has a lot of uh, consequential events in it. Um, so that's, you know, mainly the reason. And more recently, we've added Diet of Worms to that. And I think that... Yeah, say uh, that again? Yeah, diet, 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 of, diet of Worms. Diet yeah. of Worms. And yeah. what, is, what is Diet of Worms about? That sounds very goth. It very, harkens back to Martin Luther, uh-huh. who um, challenged the Catholic Church's orthodoxy and uh, almost got burned at the stake for, for that reason. And he, um, in this, in this um, sort of committee, diet, they called it a diet back then. It was an imperial diet in which all the princes and intellectuals of the time would come together and uh, uh, basically uh, ruminate over different... Uh, you know, religious, uh, uh, basically, I mean, doctrines, were, essentially. Well, I mean, yeah. they would, they would claim something as their doctrine and it was just meant to be implicitly understood. So they assumed that they had, the well, they would convene together yeah. to sort of discuss any sort of hot topic. And more broadly, uh, diet of worms references Martin Luther, 
and, and his appearance in this diet, this uh, sort of conference. And uh, in this conference, he was um, told by the uh, princes and the what? intellectuals and the kings to recant his writings, which basically put into cast into doubt uh, the Catholic Church's um, authority, really, to uh, interpret scripture. And uh, he said, essentially, that either you got to prove me wrong by scripture or reason or else I'm not recanting. And they weren't able to do that. And so he uh, was almost killed afterwards, but he made it out alive and wrote the German Bible. Anyway, so it's a really big, um, it's a really big. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so uh, this entire historical journey I just took you on. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> no, no big deal. No big deal. Hey, it, was just, it was just that Martin Luther re- fucking totally revolutionized uh, Catholic teaching. Well, Western, but, really no Western worries. thought. He... Western thought, well, I mean, by extension, I mean, it's, it's, it's really powerful in, in general because Martin Luther's role was such that he encouraged skepticism yes. in the cemented institutions of the time like he translated not and the thing not only did he refuse to recant his writings which he revolutionized through the spread of information like his pamphlets spread far and wide which first gave rise to the perception that the free exchange information is a high value in in the well the printing press was uh was a nascent uh, right it was nascent technology he, back then and he used it to great success right and so he did that, and then he, after he was abducted, following the Diet of Worms, the you know trial of Worms, to mm-hmm. is a more shorthand way of thinking about it. Then he translated um, the New Testament into German, which enabled him to, um, well, which, which enabled which enabled people to question what to, to weigh against what the Catholic Church said against Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And so people could suddenly think for themselves, they could fact check essentially. Unfortunately, we live in that different kind of fact check culture in which the facts are not facts, but then facts meant something so they could check it against scripture yeah. with a reliable translation. And then they could actually, it uprooted civilization simply because of the fact that people could no longer not question the Catholic church. Yeah. And so, I mean, to bring this back to 1791, <laughs> I guess it seems like, it, it seems like meaning in our channel is, <laughs> is predicated on the questioning of established norms. So that's, yes. that's fundamentally what we're trying to do. Yes. And so like, that's why that was, it was his idea okay. that and initially I was actually skeptical. I was like, okay, uh, I don't know if I, well, it is a, a strange name. It's, you it's think strange. worms. Think diet, and, diet um, of worms, like meaning words. Ugh, gross. And then I read more about it and I went, actually, this feels kind of applicable to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This feels pretty yeah. meaningful, dare I say. So it feels so you're sort of switching up a bit. How do you mean? Well, you you had a channel and now you have a website about worms. And uh hashtag worms. Changing or progressing. We're pro- well, it's, it's we're seems, evolving. Seems yeah. Expanding. Expanding. Where are you going? Where are you going? What's well, that's, <laughs> that's uh, such a scary man. question. That's a scary question. Where are you going? Facing the unknown. <laughs> the dragons, yeah. these snakes. To be honest, honestly, the thing is nobody can ever answer where they're going. They're going where people they're going you're going where people want you to go essentially like like within your own you define your progression but people kind of you respond to the demand of mm-hmm. what people want and you'll try something and then people respond to it either positively or negatively so what, what do they want from you what what, what what do they want well partly the reason we got a, a, a separate name for like a sort of parent uh company for pod Rune america and also di- uh, 1791 is because Someone bought the uh, the domain name for 1791 L, and so I was like, you know what? Back to the drawing board I go, and uh, that's partly why. But also, I really like. I also think the name is interesting. No, it's a dope name. I like it, and it seems to be expanding the universe. Yeah, and, you know that's yeah. that's always interesting. But it also harkens back to a really consequential event in history, and I think that's good. Yeah, no, I mean both 1791 and Diet Worms harken back to a crossroads of history, and we're at another crossroads of history, yes. which is what partly makes the 
per the drive of this channel so current, so yeah. meaningful. So um, well, that's yeah. what we call, you, contemporary. Many viewers may have noticed that we've also kind of distanced ourselves from the sort of day to day political minutia that you see. Um, you know, sort of Ben talk about, and I like that. I like you know sometimes checking in on Ben and see like what the you know day to day happenings are. I feel sorry for Ben right now. On We're DC, just constantly <laughs> on the hill, but selling uh, life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, life and selling I, life I, insurance. I'd rather like. Uh, oh my god! If you're... <laughs> and right now. We also have a bit of a uni who are going to die, you leave your family, you don't have money, you're going to get killed. That is that is a good Eminem impression. Eminem Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro could have been the best rapper alive. What's it with white people? Could have been the best rapper alive. We also have the 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 sort of brainstorm. My wife's a doctor. I'm going to make a Ben Shapiro wave. Ben Shapiro wave. The guy it's not wave. What's like a fast wave? He'd be like the hi hat. What is it when water like? What's a like when a dam bursts or something? What is that? Mm. When yeah. a dam bursts, it's called. When water is running very fast, basically. It's torrent. Like, like I torrent. Yes, torrent. Shout out Pirate Bay. Shapiro torrent. <laughs> yeah, Shapiro yeah. torrent. If Muslims are involved. It's called an explosion. <laughs> I didn't. That's not co-signed by me. He doesn't get on that. He doesn't get on that shit. Diet of worms. Popular America. Uh, all of the other fucking names we've talked. So you've we've talked a lot about us, but we haven't talked a lot about you. It's time about you. So like your project is interesting because you're not somebody who started out being philosophical or political. Political is a little more murky a term, but but philosophical I would prefer to say. You're not somebody who started out with that. You're somebody who started out making music. You dabbled in rap. You've been a DJ. And so suddenly there was there had to have been a point, an inflection point between you and Jordan B. Peterson, which kind of did Jordan Peterson mark your awakening? No. Well, no. you also talked about Alan, no. Alan Watts, right? If I'm not mistaken. What's that? Have you talked about Alan Watts before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was very popular back in the 2015 or so. I, I think Alan Watts is then. interesting right now just because he's talking, he always he spoke about a lot of the same stuff as Peterson, just from a different perspective. He's right. Like, right. From more of an Eastern, Eastern, Eastern perspective. Yeah, Eastern perspective. Uh, Peterson which you seems do to be not doing for like Western <laughs> for like Western culture, <laughs> what uh, Watts was doing for Eastern. And it's funny that we need Peterson now because we have two generations of people who've been sort of denied their own sort of culture in that regard. And that's mm -hmm. what, what he's doing. Uh, uh, Peterson, I mean, I've, a lot of this stuff has been stuff that's been what I've been interested in, what I've been talking about for most of my whole career. My first album was had a lot of samples from The Prisoner in it, and it was all about, you know, it was the, it was called When We Were Young, and it was the perspective of like me growing up, and it was about the individual and the right of the individual to be individual and the importance of the sacred individual versus like the the Borg idea of uh, of everyone mm -hmm. sort of thing that was being pushed. And that was from the perspective of a young person who'd been raised listening to lots of Billy Bragg and assumed that socialism was a good idea because that's right. what their parents had told them. But uh, I, the most important thing to me was, was the individual and how it was always the individual throughout moments in history that had done the things that pushed us forward or saved us from catastrophe or whatever, and how it was really important to allow that to exist. And uh, then I sort of came back around full circle around with the medium wave stuff and with, uh, yeah. And Peterson was the thing that, that galvani galvanized me into doing uh, music, sampling other people talking mm -hmm. as a long form thing. Previously, mm -hmm. I'd done little bits of it in mixtapes, but it was him, it was like, he just had so much material and it sounded so good and it sounded so good over music. I was like, holy shit, I could actually like do an album of this. this is, like, multiple albums of this. Well, that's what like, I thought about because when I first was uh, exposed to your work, I was like, I was, I always thought in my head, like, man, someone needs to kind of like 
get some of these more interesting lectures and maybe like make them into a concise sort of track. And I was like, someone needs to do this. And I saw your work and I was like, I feel like you can make it. That's what I was thinking all along. I think you can make it have like broader appeal in terms of the fact that it's musical and it's fun. Yeah. It appeals to young people, obviously. Yeah. But it's also there. It's communicating something, communicating something that means something deeply. And the only way, I mean, there's religion, and another way to bind people together is through music. I mean, there's nothing. There, there are only like the two most tight knit communities that you can think of, or either the religious or musical communities or sports or sports right those are like the three those are like the trifecta that's like the trifecta yeah right and sports is so, kind of a replacement for war mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah music is kind point. of yeah. a replacement for uh, the religious experience mm-hmm. in, in the modern sort of i don't know if we can say that world. it's a replacement for it well it's, it acts it's, in that fashion yeah. i know for a fact we reach go clubbing and go go gigs and stuff it almost feels like though, they especially go for when these transcendent yeah. experiences that you used to get in church right and they go for the community aspect that you used to get in church and all these people these are people who don't go to church anymore so i, I do see that as yeah it's just almost like a, so i see that almost as i a, saw that in the uk a lot, but the, thing, the uk you, has been sort of removed of religion for a good 20 or so very years. the unfortunate yeah. thing is that uh church doesn't give you cirrhosis the liver and so <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, for you're some not doing us. it right so if you, you're doing you're it right. back around for that communion right. thing a couple times. Yeah. Times. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the case. I mean, the thing is, it almost seems like the club, as much as I enjoy it, is a, almost like a dysfunctional substitute for that. Oh, it completely is. It's, yeah. it's well, it falls yeah. short tremendously. Yeah. Right, in the it's just like it's giving you like this low resolution experience of the same thing. I mean, also it depends. I mean, because again, with that one, a lot of uh, a lot of people involved in that world aren't taking it seriously or doing it properly. A lot of DJs aren't treating their audiences with the requisite sort of care. A lot of DJs. Well, because a job, probably. Yeah, like most of them. And I can see how that becomes because people at clubs are fucking annoying. You've got an ex- you've got an opportunity yeah. there to create a transcendent experience. No, every you can. Time. You can it's create you something yeah. that people will carry with them, not just for the rest of the week, but for the rest of their lives. You have which that. is almost doubly incredible because they're drunk, so like their that. memories are impaired. Well, and then the they also, still yeah. remember it. Yeah, it almost seems like it touches yeah. them deep deeper. Like they could be yeah. no matter how drunk they are, they'll still remember that particular night when that song came on, and they were with yeah. like their friend group. It was like a specific friend group, and they were on a specific occasion. And that that particular song came on yeah. and just coalesced to such that they were able to express themselves in that. And obviously, dancing is expression, so they express themselves in the way that just like created the utmost meaning. Like, and it's not it's, necessarily rational either. Yeah, it's more like you know, sort of moving yourself to a beat. It's not really necessarily a well, rational it's purpose, thing to do. It's purposely it's like irrational. Yeah, it's purposely yeah. irrational. And that's, yeah. I mean, and that, there's beauty in that as well. Yeah, it also it brings the mind artists. It opens you up to the transcendent. Right, yeah. so, like allows you to receive and then if you're doing it with other people which is the spiritual the spiritual thing the beautiful thing then then that heightens that collective mm-hmm. conscious exactly well it brings uh, to mind artists like m83 for instance which yeah. kind of like play on that really yeah uh, like that's yeah. kind of there's the a couple of his records i use in certain moments to deliberately trigger transcendent experience right exactly yeah exactly there's one thing i worked out at, it was completely accidentally but if you combine one of his records with uh i need Kamozi's here comes the hot step <laughs> like it lifts the whole thing yeah. up like 23% and everyone in the room gets hairs go up on their arms type thing. Yeah. Well, especially Hurry Up or Dreaming. That's like, you know, that's the ultimate. Which uh, one's that one? It's the one with, with the uh, the two ch- children on the bed. Uh-huh. And um, it, uh, I don't know if you recall. It, it's, like a, it's like a bluish uh, album cover. They're sitting on the bed uh-huh. and it's just called Hurry Up or Dreaming. It's probably one of his most popular, oh. popular records because it features that one song that everyone plays um, I don't, I don't know what it's called. So I was wondering... Anyway, it's really popular. <laughs> <laughs> because it's transcended. I was, I was wondering, I was wondering as someone who frequently things. goes to the club, what's it like from the DJ's perspective when you play that track that you realize 
is just resonating with the crowd on a very deep level? Like, what is that? Like, what, what, what do you drive a lot of satisfaction from that? As no, if you, well, if you're doing it properly, uh, it exists just like an energy sort of triangle or something, mm. or an energy. Explain your symbol, symbol, right? Yeah. So you're like, wave, uh, wave. you put it out and then it reaches the corners, then it comes back and then it comes back and it keeps doing this thing if you're doing it properly. And if you get it going really well, it's just this constant stream and it builds and builds and builds and you hit one of those moments and then the whole thing kind of explodes. DJs are like modern day priests. everyone feels it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the difference between a bad DJ and a good DJ. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, sort yeah. of like bad DJ won't, can't really pick up on these cues and generally yeah. like, or, or fumbles them in the end because, yeah. you know, I've experienced it's that. Thing, yeah, and it's like, you're, it's kind of like playing chess because you think he moves ahead, but at the same time you're riding this energy and building that. And you have to be able to completely like switch tack at any given moment because any one person you can be in a room of like 500 people mm. and a single person their energy can disrupt the energy of everybody else if it's done in a so you have to make sure it's not a single person honestly like, well for example I was DJing on Saturday that so hard that's and not, one guy came wow. in he was sort of leaning on the DJ booth and, uh, and he had this bad energy about him anyway and just his just the minute he appeared in the DJ booth this little ripple went out right so the focus <sighs> yeah. is all there and then he pulls he picks his phone he's like looking at he's like and you could feel it going. Vroom, vroom, vroom. But the inverse. And I was like, I just grabbed this. I was like, dude, do not fucking stand in the middle of my dance floor on your fucking phone, <laughs> fucking ingrate. Oh the fuck wow! He's like, what the fuck? And he sort of stepped back, and he was immediately his space was filled by sort of dancing girls. Exactly. And he was sort of pushed back in the sea of people. Right. And you saw the whole place, the whole room, just sort of picked up and swelled. And ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people hadn't even seen this guy who looks at him, but everyone felt what had happened and all that stuff. It's like. And you realize that's the, the case in all of society. Like, and this goes down to Peterson's whole thing about like, what if one person just sorted themselves out? Yeah. The ripple effects of that. It's fuck you see. And also that's correct. I see the parallel. Honestly, it's almost like clubs are a perfect microcosm. Yes. Because the inverse is also true of the guy on the phone. The inverse is true of the guy who is uh, like super free spirited. Yeah. No. The moment that he's just like letting go, it doesn't have to be skillful at dancing, but so long as he's letting go and he's like genuinely appreciating the moment then um, the entire crowd responds accordingly. Yeah, it does. And they don't have to see him. Yes. I see this. So someone will, this will happen all the time. Yeah. Someone will start like doing a bit of showy off dancing and someone else will be like, hey, hey, hey. And yeah, it's join a ripple. You'll see in the seconds ripple. the ripple's gone all yeah. the way over the other side and yeah. people over the other side are suddenly having way more fun and they didn't even see this guy. Well, that reminds me of the way uh, Peterson framed our existence in which it's a sort of node in a neural network of right. just hundreds, yes, hundreds of hundreds of Which Elon Musk talks beings. about on my yeah. new record as well. Different people are talking dawn. about the same thing. It's like, mm. it's a beautiful, yeah. Notice that's yeah. exactly, I mean, like, uh, us here right now, it's just there, that that's what meaning is. There's a sort of central truth and a central narrative that is attempting to be described by great swaths. That's probably why Peterson finds so much meaning in the Bible because it's not just one author, it's a bunch of people yeah. over a long period of time trying to convey the same thing, which is kind of yeah. what we're doing right now. When it also like thousands upon, well not thousands, millions upon millions sort of enacting these sort of uh, truisms in mm. their own day to day and finding that they're effective in certain ways. Mm. And, um, you know, mm. that's the exciting thing life, yeah. is seeing what's been happening over the past year or so as people start enacting this stuff in their lives and the ripple effects of that. And I, I get like hundreds of hundreds of messages every day from people who are like, oh my God, I've been like doing this thing. And, like, I was I had a friend and he wouldn't listen, but like he liked the music, so now he's doing it and now yeah. he doesn't take smack anymore, or now he's got a job, or now this guy's an actor, and da, da, da. it's like it's amazing how many people uh actively sort of putting these things into their day-to-day lives on a sort of just like functional level, and their lives are changing, and the lives of their families are changing, the lives of everyone around them is changing. 
Well, it's a serious repudiation of the sort of nihilism that's easy to sort of yeah. fall into, in which yeah. uh, which is you know, people feel like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a guy in a rock, so what does it matter? When in reality, I mean, just your actions alone and what you put out in the world can really just ripple yeah. into like hundreds of people's lives, and consequently thousands, really. Um, the, the the breadth of your influence can really just be can't be understated. Let's say. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's trend. You don't know how you're going to influence any number of people. Like it's, and the unfortunate thing is like so much of life is just the throes of circumstance. It's, you don't know. I mean, that's, there's a positive and a negative side of the side of that. Like you don't know what will come out of your actions, but the best thing that you can do is act. So you don't know if it's going to have any effect at all. If it does, you should probably maybe set your expectations lower. (laughs) Probably maybe I look, I'm not trying to discourage anybody, but you should still, like that, that that was very discouraging but nevertheless yeah you should you maybe i'm wrong about that i, I repudiate my previous sentiment you should <laughs> set them high but maybe like just have the idea that it's not going to amount to much and just throw as much at the wall until it sticks and once it does stick if your expectations are low enough then uh, you'll be overjoyed you'll be overgraced that's that's important you probably <laughs> you probably yeah mm. motivational that is, I'm, messages right I'm never, I'm not going to be a motivational. I, that's it. I'm not a motivational. <laughs> Throw shit at the wall. <laughs> see what sticks. Throw shit at the wall. Check it on the, the new Fousey tube. What, what do you guys think? Check it on the kids. What do the kids say? What do the kids say? Shout, shout out to everybody looked in. Nicole M. Zagress says, I'm pregnant. Well, congratulations. 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 I think you should name a child. Uh, Akira? Akira Lex Christian. <laughs> Akira Lex. <laughs> Maybe make one of those its middle name. Yeah. Shapiro Riptide. <laughs> Shapiro Riptide. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, so Peppers is correct, meaning is the wave. Uh, multiverse Media Space. Shout out MF Doom. Shout out MF Doom. I love MF Doom. MF Doom MF has the most buttery, buttery rap voice of all time. And he also put Charles Bukowski on a rap song before me. So, yeah, big up MF Doom. Uh, Ezekiel Hewton says hashtag worms. I, I agree. Uh, Victor Snow says seventeen ninety one is nailing the ninety five theses at the doors of conservatism. <laughs> <laughs> the ninety five theses. What? What? Seventeen ninety one is nailing the ninety five theses at the doors of conservatism. Yeah, very sounds, nice. It sounds like a punk band. No, I'm familiar. I, I've become. I, I, the 95 Theses, I, I think I'm from, you know what, I'm going to Google it. Because I, I've seen that today, actually. What's that? I've seen the 95 Theses. Um, You've seen, like, the... Uh... I've seen somebody reference it. Oh, I see, I see. On a particular Twitter account that we follow. Yeah. What's that? Is this one of those ones you know that's mentioned? It's one of those, it's one of those, I can't shout out. Is it Calvin B. King? Paul Town? Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Martin Luther's 95 Theses. Wow. Yeah. That's a bad look. Yeah. Paul Towns? No, uh, no, no, obviously, of course, no, it wasn't that, it wasn't Paul Shout out to Paul Town. <laughs> no, I, I actually read about the 95 Theses. Oh, you did? Recent, not recently. Okay. Which, well, that's why it resonated. That's why it resonated. It was okay. it was Martin Luther's 95 Theses. That's correct. That was one of the books he wrote. Yeah. What, what's that about? I don't know. Anything, Honestly, I don't know anything about no, it? No, no, no. Here's the thing. No, no. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Martin Luther fucking scholar. Like, I've read a decent bit about him, but I have not actually read the 95 Theses. Well, the 95 Theses focused now, on the like criticism of the Church. of what we described, right? right? Yeah. Yes. They, they were his, his uh, main criticisms about the Catholic Church. Um, I should say Mark and Sam, the yeah. uh, live stream, perhaps. <laughs> Personal yeah. friends. Personal what? 
Personal friends. Personal friends. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we've actually been, we've actually been on for an hour, by the way. We have. So we should, yeah. So we will. Wow. We need to start wrapping this up. Question. We should. Saying that's flown. I thought we'd only been on for about twenty minutes. Really? Now, that's the thing. We're talking about things that matter. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about what's going on right now is I kind as I kind of alluded to earlier. What's interesting about you guys is you're like uh, self. Uh, not even you're not uh, wishy washy about it. You're not like oh yeah, the left has like the the left has left us. So we're like. We're stepping into bold new territory, you know. We're, no, we're like we're right, right wing guys, uh, and like we're we're, we're groovy. Um, we're not we're not Dave Rubin, that's for sure. Like I feel like Dave Rubin is obviously a right winger, but he sort of pretends he's coming from a leftist perspective, or that he, he used still to be left. is. He was, he was no, he was a leftist, but he's, he's a libertarian now, though, isn't he? He's a libertarian, he's a centrist now. figure. Centrist. I I don't like that domain. Of hashtag centrist. Hashtag. I don't know. Maybe I'm too ideological, but I feel like far too many people feel the need. To pretend that they are more moderate than they really are. Okay, that was it. Sorry. So this yes. reminds me of what I was thinking earlier is like with regards to something you were saying, it's that you're kind of taught that it's kind of like the Star Wars thing. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the Force. The Force. The Force. The Dark Side. The Light Side. Everyone's you basically just told them right is right at baddie baddies and the left is mm, the goody yeah, goodies. Yeah. And that that's it. Uh that, that's what it was for the past 30 years or whatever. Do you feel that this is changing now as a result of people have growing up with just more information from the internet or do you think something else is going on? The pendulums, definitely. I mean, I feel like like I feel like neither I nor anybody is qualified to answer the question of what's going on. It's <laughs> fucking total madness, to be honest with you, man. It's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. it's, it's really not... The pendulum's going all over the place. So rather I, than swinging... It's, it's swinging... Just... It's swinging rightward for the moment... With modern society, everything is by the moment. I mean, Donald Trump teaches us that much, right? It's just like anything can happen. Donald Trump is, by the way, a perfect representation of the current era no. by, by virtue of the fact that the guy was a leftist his entire life. Mm-hmm. He woke up yesterday morning. He became a conservative. Not Republican, I should say. Yeah. And he has no appreciation of philosophical conservatism. And it represents the vast majority of people. That's why he was elected. He's the vast majority of people who don't have any philosophical Fidelity. I think that a lot of people just don't know what conservatism actually is. They know that they've been fed this sort of like cartoon thing from the media or whatever that those are the evil baddie baddie guys and they want to steal you over. Everyone has a cartoon thing of right? every way of thinking. So what does it? What does it? What is it to you? What does it mean to you? That's that's it's a very question. profound question, but uh, uh, it's know, like uh, <laughs> something I've spent a lot of time reading about and thinking about. I view it fundamentally is just like a realist's perspective. Like I, that sounds like a very biased take to something mm-hmm. that is so polarizing as the term conservative. But the way I view it is just realism, essentially, by which like I view, I try to view that which is workable pragmatically. I just try to say, okay, um, what it's the conservative approach is such that you look at history and you say what has worked. Yeah. And it's not that we should stall the progress of history, but we should stall overzealous movement toward radical ideas. Somebody comes across and they say that I have this radical way of changing something that we've been doing for the last thousand years. And the conservative will say with a skeptical eye, are you sure that's going to work? Is that not going to bring us to a worse place than where we already are? Should mm-hmm. we change things too quickly. And, and that's, there's meaning that's, in tradition as well. There's meaning in tradition. Tradition has worked. Tradition is tradition for a reason because it's that which has worked over a long period of time. And mm-hmm. for millions and millions now, of people. That's not always right. Sometimes we do need to change sometimes. But mo- 
frankly, I would say most of the time, radical change has worked to humanity's detriment. Most of the time. I mean, obviously socialism, obviously <laughs> Nazism. Like, <laughs> if I have to, you know, be frank. <laughs> Those things were both radical ideas, a third way in the case of Nazism, um, a radical change from the money class. I mean, the only radical change that has seemed to have worked is the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, then, though, it which almost has worked problems. almost too well. The Industrial Revolution yeah. <laughs> worked almost too well. It's worked too well. That's, that's, well, that's still unfolding. Yeah, it's still unfolding. Like, it's still, relatively early in that We just don't know like how it'll play out. Gotta, yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's an interesting point because it also brings to mind the sort of um, uh, heralding of the, the free market and technology, which is directly connected to the free market. On the, by the hands of conservatives. So we're seeing, like, the entire landscape of our society change so radically thanks to technology. And the, like, 20 years ago, what we see today, as far as, like, the way we operate, the way we live our lives, has changed so radically, and we don't really know what the consequences of that are going to be. We're still barreling towards this sort of technological revolution, and there's no end in sight, and we don't know what the effects are going to be on our society, frankly. Well, I mean, obviously there's so many concerns. That, I mean, it would be... This podcast would run into the eight-hour mark if we were to articulate you know, well, that's AI, a, yeah. nuclear, all of these new challenges that are posed by technology. Well, that's that sort of a contradiction. The rug it's and pretend, well, it's, like, it's, it's a contradiction among conservatives. This seems, is the one thing that's right? almost like truly not ideological, which is yeah. that conservatives have their skepticism. Um, liberals have their skepticism about the march of progress. Even, mm-hmm. quite frankly, even progressives have their questions about the march of progress. And it's like the libertarians, they just want to keep moving forward, full brace ahead. And they, they've been right, but they continue, to, they continue to ignore the human aspect of change. They continue to ignore, like, well, materially, of course, Stephen Pinker, who I would almost characterize as a little bit, he claims to be on the left, he's a little bit libertarian. He thinks that everything is moving forward in a positive direction. What's the worry? Why should we bother with all these other concerns? They're just noise. And so they set as the rubric just material wellness. And it's like, Material wellness can prove equally destructive, if not more so, than material deprivation. Well, that's what they had in Up, right? Mm. And there was like fat guys in eggs just mm. floating around. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, they had lots of material bonus, but there were fat guys in eggs. <laughs> that's, is that what you want? Yeah, that's maybe a um, fat guy in eggs. Maybe a fat eye. That's, that's right. Was that Wally? Wally, that's yeah. right. Wally, that you said, you said, I, I made yeah. the connection in my head. I was no, like, no, no, I realized that that connected yeah. with me. I honestly, that's an interesting connection you drew. I never thought of Wally as the ultimate end game of our current state. Like yeah, that very that's, well like the uto- that's the utopian one. That's the utopian one. That's the best happy. case scenario. That's the Stephen Pinker utopia. Fed. It's like, well, looked after the AI isn't like. Like trying to kill us in an obvious way. So we're not killing each other. Maybe you want to kill each other. Yeah, here's the controversy. Maybe, maybe you kind of fucking. And at the end of want, this, maybe we want to. Get, that's <laughs> that's the problem. It's almost like well, that's kind of what drives the alt right. They're like, okay, maybe we want. They want to retreat into our nature. That's obviously wrong. And then some people, like the progressives, want to retreat from our nature. So they don't want to recognize IQ. They don't want to recognize gender differences. Yeah. And the alt right wants to embrace all of those things. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's like, why they're so they, they get, they're so nice together. They're just like yeah. the perfect couple. Exactly. They're the perfect yeah. kind of like you know. Well, they're both it's all... like the crackhead couple that batter each other <laughs> and just like roll around on a pile of broken glass and fuck and make a little crack baby and like. That's those guys. That's easy. That's so why. It's yeah. fucking easy. It's it fucking is. easy to answer. It requires, no answer. Deep thought. it requires no sacrifice of anything of yourself. Yeah. Like the, the, the hard bits, that deadwood burning shit. Yeah. You can just go all in on... Uh... Anyway. 
anyway, yeah, that would that, that whole thing, that would kick up another thing. Let's take one. Let's take a question from uh, from mm. our beautiful audience before our beautiful uh, we switch audience. off the microphones. Uh, and, uh, and let's make it count, audience. Don't disappoint us. Make it count. Yes, I'm sure they will. Like, I think we have lovely audiences. No, we do. I have a wonderful audience. You guys, from what I've seen of them, they seem fantastic. They are. Also, like, just really not what people say. These things. Everyone's always like, "Oh yeah, people on YouTube are so toxic." We have it's really disgusting. smart. We have a really smart. We like thing is, if you're a decent outlet, if you're not appealing to the lowest common denominator, which is obviously appealing. If you're obviously like, obviously you'll get more clicks if you're appealing. Yeah. But if you're actually willing to take the financial and UI's hit, you will cultivate a more enlightened audience. Oh, instead, and that's you got so much more fulfilling. You got completely demonetized, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, fully yeah. demonetized, and we still can't get remonetized for reasons that are vague as hell. So, well, the, the, what, like, what I suspected is, I, I don't know if you have seen this video, uh, maybe you have, where the um, where Jordan Peterson talking to um, some the social justice advocates at a university in Canada. Well, the, the video that made him viral. Like, yeah, first like, from the suspenders. I think it got like 4 OG million. Peterson, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the most popular video of him um, back in 2017. And um, anyway, so that's the video that I think might be, uh, might be the reason why we're demonetized, because it's a re-upload. Technically, there isn't anyone who's concerned about the fact that it's uh, online, yeah. No party has filed a complaint. Yeah, there's no party that's uh, afflicted here. So it's just them sort of giving so this at reason. What po- yeah. At what point in your like burgeoning growth did this occur? Ah, fuck. I mean, the honestly, growth. honestly, after we kind so of like you're working away, you put out like these brilliant videos every week, whatever it is. It's an interesting question you ask. It's because and you're looking there in the back and going, oh look, we're going up and look, this, this is starting to actually make money. We might be able to like buy a nice camera or this, that, or the other. Yeah. And then you like, what happens? You get to like we started. Honestly, this happened like three months ago, four months ago, I think something like that. It was, it was, or it might have been I mean, it was honestly some of our more successful videos. Like after uh-huh. the videos that get north of like 200K, we're starting to consistently get that. Yeah. And they did that. And then another concern is that it feels like the demonetization hurts our algorithmic uh, reach. I am told it does. I had a conversation with uh, the people who look after H3H3 H3 and all that. And uh, one of those guys, he was a big fan of the Peterson stuff and he gave me some tips and like hit me off with how the algorithms work and stuff of that nature. And yeah, if, you're, if your thing gets demonetized, or struck, then that goes against your algorithmic sort of placing. Yeah. But here's the thing. Honestly, could, it makes sense. It's my, guys, honestly, honestly, you from guys a, pop up in my algorithm. We do. Yeah, because you, you first get introduced well, you subscribe to us. It's no, like, but before I did. Oh, before you that's, did. That's the thing. So before I did. Okay. Then, um, yeah. Okay. And other people I know, uh, you do. So it still, it still works. Well, I feel like, okay, here's the thing. I feel like the algorithms are tailored such that if you are somebody who like it wants to expose you to things that you're going to like, yeah, because you wants you to because it that. wants you to see the ads. That's what it does. Most. But That's here's the thing: like, you, thing. did you when you got exposed to us, were you seeing ads? Like when you saw us first, oh, were we know. monetized? What? I can't remember. How long? Can't remember. When were you, you made aware of? Uh, when were you? The seventeen ninety one channel. Oh, maybe like six months ago, I think. Oh, okay, so that was so we were monetized, right? Yeah, we were monetized. Yeah. So, so the thing is, it had an incentive to expose you to us, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm not even saying I'm not even conspiratorial and say that the reason we got demonetized is um, well, that could be actually ideological. But I will say that the reason people are not algorithmically being exposed to us is that frankly, we're just freeloaders on YouTube's platform. Right? We're mm-hmm. not actually making them money. You're New viewers are not yeah. making them. They're not getting a cut of that advertisal profit. Yes, that makes sense. So like, would you, the question then has to be asked, you got exposed to us then, but would you get would to expose you? to us now? Such a weird thing. It's just sort of like not extreme. It's in like no way even slightly extreme. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you're saying nothing that's like well, that's why they're terrifying banning. or hateful or anything. There are, there are much, there's far, far worse stuff is that, that, well, that it seems it, to get. It's worse from our perspective in terms of that it's actually worse. But is it worse from theirs? Is it yeah. worse from the perspective that it's more threatening to their ideology? Uh, 
No, yeah. our, our, especially our in light of, of the recent report from uh, the what was it called Data and Society uh, publication uh, yeah. about uh, you know all these different YouTubers that were linked in some way, right. whether it be like Cernovich and Shapiro and Seth Spencer and like all of them were linked in some way. They're all no. Linked. I mean, here's the right. thing: that's why they gun Morpheus group. That's why they gun for Harris and Peterson, and they don't gun for Richard Spencer yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. else because they know that he's not actually a threat. People are not racist. Overwhelmingly, they're yeah, not. Richard Spencer is useful because you got to look at this. Yeah, he, he becomes a model for the entirety of the right. He gives right. a fuck about that guy. Exactly. Like, so, no one really gives a fuck about that guy. Exactly. He's not culturally... And then we, frankly, are even more culturally threatening in the sense that like, we are not people who run from RAM. We're not people who well, run this from... this is what I was saying, because yes. you're, you're like groovy motherfuckers in nice, t- in nice well-fitted flatty shirts. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know who XXX Fantasio is. That's right, yeah. Probably, we actually contemplated making a video about the tape yeah. record. Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like we are attenuated to the current generation. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want that getting out there. It's like, they're talking about things that we relate to, but they have a different point of view. We don't want to add nuance to this discussion, so what's more threatening? Richard Spencer or... That's why they don't like Norm. Hmm. That's why Norm is suddenly persona non Norm McDonald? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the comedian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's on yeah. Crowder a lot, right? What's that? He's on Crowder a lot? Well, I mean, he's like a really, really mainstream guy. He's in the old school. He has mm-hmm. like big shows and stuff. He's got the mm-hmm. yeah. Netflix show, but he's like, you know, a sort of mm-hmm. common sense, sort of conservative guy who everybody yeah. likes and relates to. So it's like, fuck, we can't have that. They just want to pretend right. that perspective yeah. doesn't exist. What yeah, brings the mind Gavin? There's the only insane people. Yeah. Again, well, Gavin came from advertising from like the punk rock scene well, he came from so. like the uh, sort of uh, mothership of like sort of yeah. cultural attunement yeah say. Vice kind of yeah. was represent was representative of that cultural sentiment now Vice has become stale and boring and that's kind of what the thesis of the Eminem show Sideshow was our last video which by the way is getting fucked by the algorithm because that <laughs> used to be our fucking bread and butter that would have that would have done fucking six months ago that would have 300,000 views right now not now. That's right. I like that. Not now. I like small. What's it got now? It's like, 90, like fucking 70,000. It's still good. That's man. all right. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. It's still fucking good. You just got to keep fucking moving, yeah. man. You just got to keep moving like fucking shark and keep expanding and keep fucking putting yeah. yourself in every area people can see and hear you. Yeah. And people will find you. I think you're doing well, you, very, very You have well. to have faith that even if the powers that be are opposed to you, you can still prevail. Well, there's and also history has taught us yeah, that. There's like, also if you're the, on the right side and you're consistently on the right side, it doesn't matter who's yeah, in power. You just have to be consistent. There's that, also the fact that the audience can share it in other social media platforms. And that's also something that. Word of mouth is so much. Maybe consider doing. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's, it is, it's, it's these bad motherfuckers out here. Yeah. So let's it take is. a question yes. from these bad motherfuckers Another, out here. Yeah. Some more bad motherfuckers. Yeah, but it, it is. It is. I love these guys. Um, no, they are. They're the reason that we're here right gang. now. Yo, technology. There we go. Tekazinski. There we go. Uh, Lex, Lex, Lex says, "Has drawn my five in the video. She used the Constitution as a base. Can you elaborate? We use it as a base. Okay, so I mean." That's interesting. Um, I would say that we use it as a base in as much as that it it's structured um, the society in which we inhabit. I mean, we're fundamentally Americans. And so we assume that the Constitution, in terms of the fact that, I mean, it was truly, America set the standard for the rest of society in the sense that it, it was it was something that emphasized individual liberty, which was a very a truly revolutionary concept yes. that set it apart from the notion of kings, of divine uh, monarchism, mm-hmm. that some person by glint of their birth was superior to the rest of society. Or even the internal truth of tribalism, which yeah. transcends that as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so many of the founding fathers, which goes so ignored, is that so many of the founding fathers were philosophically and viciously, vociferously opposed. 
to the idea of slavery. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was, frankly, unbiblical. They thought it was ungodly, the mm-hmm. idea of slavery. Thomas Paine wrote about this extensively. And so it's like, like this, these, these concepts were something, you know, new. Obviously, America was not the first country to abolish slavery. But nevertheless, the founding fathers understood this. And it was the first government that recognized this truth and frankly embedded it in its founding document. The statement that all humans are created equal mm-hmm. is eternally true. And they, I think, I fully believe that they understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. They didn't actualize it. They didn't realize it. But because a re- an ideal is realized and not actualized doesn't make that ideal invalid. So the ideal was true. It remained true then as true as it is today. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, uh, they, because they fell short of it doesn't mean that our country is not presumed presumed to be on its uh, basis, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, America is one of the first countries to articulate that yeah. and then later realize it. And that's that's why that's essentially the foundation of 1791. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. That's why Akira's here. That's, that's why, why y'all here, are here. Like, that's, that's what I believe. In, uh, and yeah, that's, that's why I fucking love this country. Mm. That's why, that's why, that's why you moved country. here. That is why I moved He's an American at heart. I am. I am. Uh, Shouts out to Teresa the Kid. Thank you for the super chat. I was out bumping JBP wave in my minivan. Oh. Today. Nice. JBP. Let's do it. You bad motherfucker, you in your minivan. That's so righteous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shabini wants to know thoughts on the JBP, Sam Harris debates. Let's do it. Okay. We'll quickly in like... I don't want to spoil anything for Akira. Sure. Answer each. We'll do like five questions. I watched watched large segments of it. You watched all of it. I watched large segments. So I watched cool. all of it, and I felt like there was some moments of clarity that they had in between each other. Because definitely the first podcast that they had was kind of a clusterfuck in yes. the sense that they were just totally talking past each other. And I don't want to spoil anything, but in these, I saw the thir- three discussions. There's a lot of moments where they kind of fa- sort of face each other in terms of their differences, and finally actually talk about those differences uh, in a direct way. And um, definitely a must see, must listen. I concur with that analysis. See. I think that does they- anyone own anybody? No, I don't know. There's no, there's no bench. There are some contentious moments, though. There there were contentious moments, moments, frankly, where Peterson snapped. He and and with utterly destroyed. I I will, I will paraphrase him in one particular moment when he went full fucking like rapper. He went full (laughs) fucking. He said, he said, (laughs) he said, he said. I'll say, I'll paraphrase, and it won't be exactly correct, but he said, um, "Shall we go all neurocognitive science in here?" He said that to the crowd <laughs> in one moment. And I went, fucking wreck him, Peterson. <laughs> Let's get all neurocognitive science up in here. Let's do it. There's some great moments. So that was my favorite yeah. moment. That was like, damn. Like, Peterson like goes Kendrick, hard. So yep. It was it was like Kendrick, except better. Except Kendrick way better. is overrated. <laughs> Johan de Jaeger has asked Black about Black 50 Black. times, can you pronounce my name? I, well, I just did. Johann you just did. Johan? Johan de Jager. Is that what you reckon? Jager, Jager shots. Jager like Jager. Jager Did you Jager. say Jager? Shit. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't there a leftist bubble on YouTube? There's a lot of right-meaning speakers, but I, I will couldn't say, find someone identifying as a leftist. I will say this, that there is some yeah. of the... Uh, those on the right, or at least center right, or even center, are getting a little bit lazy, and I feel like there is a counter reaction that will soon be uh, seen more prompt, more broadly, uh, in your algorithmic searches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess well, most some- notably, you have H bomber guy, you have contrapoints, um, you have all of these nascent sort of leftist, avowedly leftist YouTubers 
who are putting, it seems, a lot more effort into their content than a lot of people on the right, I'll say. Um, but um, <laughs> No, they are because, they are because they're motivated. They're motivated. The, fucking, right. the right has Pete, there are Paul Joseph Watsons or Charlie Kirks who are low-hanging fruit, who are clearly ideological, and they're not actually flexing their intellectual muscle. And so you have a lot of leftists who are picking on that. In the same way that a lot of right-wingers picked on the SAWs and got the fame, mm-hmm. they're recognizing that there's a similar response on the right that they can pick on. Yeah. Right, and so they're beginning to, to to pick up steam, pick up traction, um, and uh, they do so through being like very smug, and you know it's just like that's another unfortunate part of our culture. Do you think smugness is is uh, going out? I feel smugness was kind of cool in the unless late it's 90s comfortable, and I just, I'm, I feel smug is un, unattractive now. But it, it, was, it was the defining attribute of, of a lot of like late night television and, and early YouTube. Yeah, sort of stuff. well, I mean that was entire yeah. late night. That's our late night video. Um, which in which we try to articulate that it's just like people are tired of it. They can recognize when somebody yeah. is undeservedly smug. Like yeah. you can be smug. I feel if, smug inside is just not cool. Now. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's, it's just kind of lame. Fucking, it is. It is lame. It's fucking stupid. Like when you're just mocking your opponent yeah. when you can realize yeah, exactly. that they're actually they're actually smart. I mean, yeah. somebody like. You know, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Anthony Fanano. Oh, yeah, I was about, yeah. I was about <laughs> Are you familiar with Fanano? Of course. Yes. I'm on the internet. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm you, you're, cool. you're one of the kids. Shout out, I'm, Malin. I'm, yeah. Hello, fellow <laughs> young people. Uh, <laughs> but no, he... he uh, Fanano. They fucking came after him for fucking reviewing memes. Yeah, his, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His favorite pastime is uh, shitting on Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And he willfully takes Peterson out of context. He willfully misrepresents... Peterson's views. He willfully in a in a vest or in a tank top. Yeah, and it's fucking tank top. Or, yeah, while being like, overweight. Yeah, I know. You, know, you yeah. lift, but like you're not lean. You're not like <laughs> you lift. <laughs> try, uh, try the carnivore diet. Take a page of the Peterson yeah, books. Exactly. Are you guys Issue on the carnivore diet? Sorry. Are you guys on the carnivore diet? I'm. I attempt. I attempt it. Oh. But uh, um, sometimes I slip up, and I'll have. Um, what I'll have. What do I have? I mean, you have, you have, have I mean, you'll have pizza occasionally. I'll have like a pizza. Sorry. I'm, I'm on, I, I definitely, I definitely, I'm definitely low carb. Like I, Good. I'll have, I work at a pizza joint as well. Oh my God. My, my side wow. job. Um, but. You're a low carb guy working at a pizza joint. Exactly. That is, that is. <laughs> that is. But look at you, you fit, when you're in a nice fitting shirt. You're not, like, you're not That's because I don't eat the pizza. I rarely do, but it becomes tempting. It becomes yeah. tempting. Uh, uh, you eat, eat the top off and then you leave the slices and you look like a freak. But, oh, you do! You know? I do actually. I, I literally do that. I sit there and yeah. I'll eat the to- the toppings off of the pizza. Uh-huh. And, you uh huh. And stack the slices. That is very strange yeah. to most people. That is what serial killers do. That well, that's my other hobby. <laughs> last question then from Sir Peppers. Actually, what, <laughs> second to last question. There'll be one insane. more question after this question, mm. and then we're out. This has actually been a. This has been a bonus length stream. This has been bonus length stream. Bonus, you have a but you know it's soundboard. Do you have a soundboard for the bonus. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got something bonus wise. <laughs> oh, everyone clap at home. Oh, <laughs> there you go. You got the laser. I I just I, I loaded up that laser just before you came here. We haven't had the laser before, mm. so that was a brand new laser. Oh, inaugural yeah. laser. Yeah. The <laughs> perfect timed laser. Just the person. Oh yeah, is there an awakening? Asks Sir Pappas of conservatives with more openness, because both of you guys make me think that. Um, hmm. Is with 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 trade openness? Yes, tra- I, well, I, I believe you mean yeah. trade openness. It's yes. definitely it's a rare, associated yes. with left. Yes, I know right? that that is it's almost, a rare quality. That you know? that is uh, that is almost that is an interesting question because I believe that is almost the case. I think that more people, more people who are not temperamentally inclined toward conservatism, are realizing. 
that you can reconcile conservatism with aesthetic, with just coolness to make it lame. <laughs> aesthetic. You can you can do that, and in fact, the values it, it coincides with your proclamation that uh, wholesome is the new punk. It's it it almost is. It's 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 almost rebellious to say like I want to have kids. It's not almost. It is. It, like, it is. Really it is. is. Like you talk to most people. You talk to most women. Most guys. I don't want kids. That costs a lot of money. In fact, I was of that mindset, so I can relate. <laughs> I don't want fucking kids. Fuck that. Costs like what three hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars by the time they're eighteen to raise them. Holy shit! I could buy like twelve Ferraris with that money. And how much? And then realize Ferraris don't wake up. Ferraris do not wake up in the morning giving you a cuddle and going da 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 da. Exactly. What I made. I made you a book. Yeah. Look what yeah. I did. You're like, damn, motherfucker, you came out of my nuts. Now you make it. And books. No, yes, exactly. Rah! Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That is. That is. Frankly, unfortunately, I'm not dad yet, but I strive toward it. I really do. That yeah. is Dostoevsky. If I can give Dostoevsky a shout out, he articulated that most beautifully. And have you read Notes from Underground? Oh, no. oh, you have to read that. We might you do a video on this. So you know, yeah, we're gonna make. Yeah. We're probably actually, you know what? Just I'm gonna. We're going to make a video about that particular section, which was in my edition, pages 94, 95, and I, I won't a dare attempt to re um, convey it. Uh-huh. But it's just like he describes love and um, fatherhood, basically, most beautifully, more beautifully than anything I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And it's just like the first time I read that, it just floored me. It was just like it, it, it almost brought me to tears, if I may be so uh, non-heteronormative. Shout out, to my, <laughs> shout out, tears. Shout out to shout out to my crybaby ass. Works of art. Works of art. No, cry. it did. It That's was just fun, so That's... everyone. It, but the entire book is beautiful. If I could recommend, it's in my top ten. If you have the opportunity to read it, read notes from the underground. Because it just like expresses. I think this has pushed me over the edge on this one. Literally, like, <laughs> like it's ridiculous that I haven't. It's ridiculous that I haven't. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, it's been wonderful having it's you. It's been here. a fucking beauty. Uh, Akira, will there be a 1971 wave after this? Maybe a 1971. I mean, wave. there could be. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the 1970s. Maybe uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was he still going around then? <laughs> DJ in a club every Sunday there's a 70s time machine and just play 70s music mm. um, is there rollerblades available when are we going to see you DJ I don't know when you're going to see me DJ when are you DJing DJing all the time I'm DJ, I'm, tonight I'm DJing at Madame Sam tomorrow I'll be at No Vacancy that's always very lit um, I'll be at Good Times on Sunday but yeah you, you should come out we'll do it that sounds, very, very well. sounds we'll, we'll keep it very very well sounds good to very me. good and the guest is you can walk past cues and people and feel like bad motherfuckers that would be bad we'll have <laughs> to wear <laughs> well, well. <laughs> yo we're wearing our suits stride by yeah <laughs> alright yeah. was that the stream yeah I think that was the stream I'm, uh, not, I'm not fun reading over the these, uh, there's, uh, loads of questions but they're like really deep long we'll be for another fucking yeah. eight hours Jesus, I'll tell yeah. you what we will can do, of worms I think we'll do this again now we should met each other I think I think I like you guys I think I, I, think, I, think, so. I like I you think I like you too I think I was right yeah. in my estimation <laughs> <laughs> honestly <laughs> you characterized the channel better than I could have characterized the channel which is which is saying something that was pretty good because you are definitely you are very well attuned to what we're doing what our yeah. mission is and that yeah. is that is a good thing I like that Shabba Boop Shabba Smells <laughs> <laughs> like you triggered okay. it Yo Man smack his, smack his hand and he sneezes there. <laughs> Fucking amazing That's my trigger <laughs> Sneezing <laughs> Yo I've been Akira the Don and uh, this has been Lex and Christian and uh, yeah you can check them out there's a link in the description of this video How many sneezes for us, If like, you listen to this on the podcast relax, there'll be a link there uh, Elon Can't relax dude Elon A Space <laughs> Odyssey came out today It is a new album by me it's I believe my third album in four weeks That's pretty good going 
Elon, A Space Odyssey, it's uh, an album starring Elon Musk. Uh, he's talking about going to space. I, I agree with him. I think that's where we should go. Ooh. That's why I don't feel bad about eating cows because cows don't have thumbs. And if cows <laughs> want to go to space, and I'm pretty sure cows do want to go to space, they need me and, and my homies to eat them and take us into space. That's what the fuck is up. If, if one of those big-ass asteroids hits the Earth, there'll be no more fucking cows. But if we happen to go into space and set up a nice colony, there'll be cows in space, motherfucker. That's why it's okay to eat cows. That's why Peter can suck my dick. All right. Therefore, uh, eating cows is in the favor of cows. <laughs> uh, what do we know about Akira the Don? That he loves killing cows. Cow life. Yeah! <laughs> Cow life. <laughs> there we go. Woo! Vegans, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it is. We touched on a lot of shit. We touched. Yeah, that was quite a wide reaching. Um, that was one of my more. Akira. Akira. He's got clout.